Today is Wednesday, September 21st, 2022, and a maniac was arrested at my event last night for attacking a projector that was playing memes. That's right. They are attacking the memes. We told you the left can't meme, and we proved it last night. Biden's rhetoric leading to more violence. A man is charged with killing a teen who echoed Biden's extremism, Republican extremism rhetoric, to justify his act. This happened in North Dakota, and it is horrifying. We will detail for you on this show, while it may be funny uh, what happened to us last night at the University of Iowa, and we're trying to keep a light heart about it, we are going to detail the horrific consequences of vilifying, demonizing, and dehumanizing half the country, which is exactly what the left is doing right now, and they know exactly what they're doing. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen, we are on the road. We arrived in Nashville today. We are in Nashville right now, and we will be speaking in Nolansville, Nolansville High School. We are very excited about that. Very excited about this event. Have a lot of text message, a lot of love coming in, a lot of people saying they're going to see us tonight, and so we are excited to see you. If you're in the Nashville area, stop on through. Your boy Benny would love to see you, and we would love to share some memes with you because that's what I'm doing right now. I'm doing the Meme Wars tour with Turning Point USA. In that tour, I go and I speak to audiences, pretty great, got a couple hundred people showing up in Des Moines, and then we went to the University of Iowa, very liberal school, and we had, we spoke to like a small grouping of Turning Point USA students last night. Now, during that speech, there were, a, you know, the, the typical ne'er-do-wells sort of leftists uh, that walked into the speech. You can always tell the leftists, you can smell the leftists, you can sort of sense like that these people aren't there for any for, for, for any good, and they're there to, to troll you. And that's okay, actually. Like, the, the point of uh, a liberal arts university should be to have exposure f- to worldviews that are not uh, uh, yours so that you are exposed to something different from what you're used to. And so this is fine. I actually enjoy and I encourage, and I took photos with the libs who showed up to hear me speak last night. Now, what do I speak about? What I speak about often on this show and regularly on social media is memes, meme culture, the culture of humor and the culture of owning and wrecking the left. We think it's very fun on this show. We're optimists on this show. We, we do play memes. We started the show with a meme. And so I played memes last night. It's called the Meme Wars Tour. I do like memes. I am a connoisseur of memes and we hire a lot of great meme makers. Uh, uh, Donald's Advocate is a meme maker who works on my staff. We encourage you to go, go follow him. He's the one who made the cold open meme. Anyway, we, we like to fancy ourselves maybe the foremost employer of meme makers in the conservative movement and creatives. And we thank you for that because you allow us to hire the 15 people who are on our staff that make all of our shows and content possible. Thank you for allowing us to hire these young conservatives. So very important. But I digress. We were playing the memes last night. We were playing particularly a very special meme about Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris walking out to her bus, uh, and her bus uh, uh, is a Texas is a Texas. Guys, do we have that? Let me know in the chat. Do we actually have that meme to play, like the original meme itself? Let me know. Uh, if not, I'll I'll wait for you to load it. But the meme that we played is a hilarious meme. This is from Kamala Harris on the campaign trail saying, look at my bus. And this has been memed a million times over. It was when Kamala Harris was running for president and she had her her bus uh, uh, wrapped in her in her face, essentially. So I'll play you the meme. It's funny and it's 
totally harmless. And it's essentially just Kamala Harris walking out and looking at a bus full of Texas migrants uh, that were uh, dropped off in her hometown uh, uh, the, this past week. So Texas dropped hundreds of migrants off in Kamala Harris's property. We covered that. And the hundreds of migrants just sort of stood there while Kamala Harris's giant wall kept them out of Kamala's house. Kamala didn't welcome these people. She didn't ask them to come inside. They just sort of stood around on her lawn uh, while men with guns glared at them and giant 20-foot walls were uh, preventing them from walking into Kamala Harris's property. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is the meme that we played last night and the libs uh, were watching me play this meme while giving context, okay? I was talking through what was happening. I played the original clips of Fox News being there on Kamala Harris's lawn, talking to the criminal migrants that were being dropped off. This is a newsworthy meme. The best memes are, of course, about the news. And so we played this meme last night and... I guess I'll give you a, I'll give you a preview. This was the offending meme, just so that you have context here. Look at okay, so that was it. Some mariachi music. It's a couple of meme makers that uh, we know and and love uh, on Twitter made that. And we tweeted it, and, and it's been seen by millions of people on Twitter, right? So this is like a, a, a very popular meme. Now, it has mariachi music in it, very tasteful, harmless meme. What happened when we played that meme in context, talking about the news and about the hypocrisy and the hierarchy of the leftists who are running this country, specifically the border czar, Kamala Harris? which makes this extra funny that is Kamala Harris, the borders are. Uh, this is what happened. I heard from the back of the room, uh, one of the one of the libs who were sitting back there and they were like kind of shouting and laughing during the whole presentation. I didn't care, right? Uh, but I heard one of them start to scream. He started to scream his bloody head off and then the unthinkable happened. Uh, the left proved they officially cannot meme. Here's the clip. Okay, so they went through and kicked over the projector, destroyed the presentation, destroyed uh, the ability for us to practice our free speech there on campus. I started my speech by saying, hey, listen, the reason why we're on this campus is because we agree, we agree with liberals. A classical liberal is somebody who deeply respects someone else's opinion and a right to say that opinion and their free speech. All we ask is that you peacefully allow everyone to listen to what I have to say here. And of course, they couldn't get five minutes into the presentation without at literally attacking the presentation, attacking the memes. This meme triggered the lib who was so full of soy so badly. And by the way, it, was the, it wasn't the meme, it wasn't the content. It wasn't Joe Biden saying you ain't black. It wasn't the fact that Barack Obama didn't open up his 30 acre estate on Martha's Vineyard for the criminal migrants who were brought there and they deported them actually calling up the military, that didn't piss off the lib. It was the fact that we were making fun of them. 
Isn't it incredible? It wasn't the underlying crime and the underlying cruelty of the people who are in charge of this country for wanting us all to live with policies that they don't want to live with, for bringing in so many problems into this country, sex trafficking, human trafficking, fentanyl, and so on, that didn't make the lib angry. And I covered all that. That didn't make the lib angry. What made the lib angry, it wasn't Barack Obama's hypocrisy with his 30,000 30, acres, whatever he owns in Martha's Vineyard. That didn't make him angry. That, that's, that's fine. What made him angry was that we were making fun of it. We were laughing about them. We were calling them out. And that is what snaps your brain if you are a Marxist. If you are someone who cannot deal with reality, if you are a leftist, then you live inside of such a such a hermetically sealed bubble that you can't handle reality. These people are not men. This is not a man doing this. This is a child. Boy, if there's something the Biden regime has taught us is that we live inside of a country of takers. These people will literally take money out of your bank account to pay for their student loans. It is infuriating. That's why it's so refreshing to partner with a company that is a giver. Pure Talk wants to give you something. That's right, Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, they're takers. They take way too much of your money for data you will never use. Pure Talk, my cell phone company, gives you choices. Only pay for the data that you need. That's how the average family, like mine, saves 75 bucks a month switching to Pure Talk. With Pure Talk, it's easy to find the right plan for you and your family, unlimited talk, text, and data, and plans from two gigs all the way to unlimited with mobile hotspots, all on America's most reliable 5G network. So why pay more? Here's another thing Pure Talk's going to give you. This month, when you switch to Pure Talk, you pay one month, they'll give you the next month free. The big, woke corporate cell phone service providers would never. So do this. Go to puretalk.com, choose a plan, enter the promo code Benny at checkout, and get your second month free. Go to puretalk.com and enter the promo code Benny to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. This is a sad and pathetic last drop of his testosterone evaporating in thin air as he goes and has to smash a projector. Yo, if that's the worst thing that happened to you today, why don't you try being a conservative? It's a final thing I'll say on this because this is not the most important story we have to cover today. Why don't you try being a conservative for a single hour having the entire corporate media against you, having every reporter currently working in America against you, having all of Hollywood, every celebrity, every social media company against you, having all of corporate America, this administration, the deep state, the authoritarian state, law enforcement, FBI, DOJ, having that all against you, alongside with the entirety of the educational system, how about you try to live like a conservative for a single scintilla, for a second? You're not a man. You're a child. You're weak. You're pathetic. And you're not a liberal either, even though you may self-style yourself that way. You're a Marxist who has to destroy the things they disagree with. Just like you destroyed 60 million people's lives in communist China, 20 million people's lives in Soviet Russia and then millions and millions of other people's lives around the world. Commies. You people have to destroy everything you disagree with. It's a sick worldview. These people are repulsive. They should be ashamed of themselves. And they should also be ashamed logging online here today and finding out that, um, you know, he had become a meme. Problem is he can't get online right now because he was arrested. We have the arrest footage, go. 
All right, so there you go. Go woke, go broke. So uh, the whoever this person was, uh, kicked the table. They smashed the projector, but didn't stop us, baby. We got another projector. We got that sucker up and online, and we finished the presentation. And I was able to tell everyone in the room that this guy just proved my point. You just pro- I, I come here to trigger libs, and you just prove my point. You people are so weak. You're so feeble. You're so bottle-fed every single day your culture on these university campuses, you cannot face reality. And reality is that the world punches back hard. And the majority of the world would not stoop over if you were bleeding on the side of the road to ask you if you were okay. Life is hard. And most importantly, life is really hard for conservatives. It is hard for us online. Are you watching this show on a Facebook or a YouTube or a Twitter? Try being a conservative. Try being a meme maker on those sites on YouTube, try being a meme maker on Twitter. Most of the meme makers I know have their accounts banned. There's just a blanket ban on these people. All of society is set against you. Now, this is, by the way, a problem with the generations that came before us because it didn't used to be this way. Society didn't used to function this way. In fact, conservatives used to be the majority in society, but we forgot how to fight or lost the will, probably more accurately, to fight the culture wars. And so then you have essentially sacrificed and retreated uh, all ground uh, to the left. And now we are stuck having to fight back, having to work ourselves back up into a place where we can have some semblance of a culture. And so that's why I do this tour. I do the tour to one troll the libs, and then I do the tour to also like expose them. And I'm so happy that this happened last night. Nobody got hurt, uh, except for maybe the feelings of the guy who's now, I guess, in the clink for a hate crime against memes, which is hopefully what they booked him for. I want to get the uh, records there from the police department. Thank you to the police. Thin blue line. Appreciate you for showing up. I didn't have security last night, uh, but the police were there pretty fast uh, and arrested the guy. So I guess there is that. Uh, We're going to have security now at the rest of our events, and maybe it's something I should have asked for. Suppose I thought I didn't need it because we were just playing funny memes. But the thing about hating memes this much and being such a seething, low-T lib is that the memes, if you hate them and try and destroy them, they will come for you. And so this young man has actually become a meme in and of himself. And we have some of our favorites to play for you right now. Watch. You got more questions, but I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. So that's what uh, he should have been upset about. Joe Biden saying you ain't black. He should have been upset about Joe Biden saying things like this about poor kids and white kids. Listen. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Unlike the African-American community, with notable exceptions, the Latino community is an incredibly diverse community. And you ain't black. Okay, good. All right. How about Jill Biden calling all Latinos tacos? So he called me racist. The guy called me racist, yet presumably the person that he supports for president and his wife are calling all Latino people tacos. So. So say it with me. The future is ours. 
Okay, there you go. Why don't you get upset at those things? How about you get upset at actual racism? I got a great, I got, there's some great examples for you of actual racism to get upset at, but you're too brainwashed and you're too bottle fed the culture by people who want to control you. So sadly, the answer is no. You just think in a binary code and you have no ability to understand the greater problem in this world. And the greater problem in this world is that the elites and the people who are trying to control us as Americans want us divided. They don't want us to be friends. They don't want me to be able to go to a campus and peacefully give a meme conversation, a meme speech. They want things like this to happen to try and tamp down and disincentivize someone like me from going to campus or someone like me from having to get like security going on campuses, right? We're gonna have security at the event tonight because now we just have to have security, right? Because that kid could have kicked anyone or gone after anyone or Lord knows what else worse. And we will cover, uh, there was an actual murder in this country, uh, a Democrat murdering a Republican because of their political beliefs. We'll cover that story in just a moment. This young man did become a meme. He became a Mortal Kombat meme. Okay, all right. This is a very important one. This one's very special. Uh, that's uh, Joe Biden and him fighting. As I think he has very good kicking form. And so I guess if I'm going to compliment uh, this young leftist, it is that his his form is is spectacular. Uh, CNN mostly peaceful. And it looks like he was a mostly peaceful projector attack. <laughs> he kicked the projector. <laughs> And on uh, the next Mar-a-Lago raid, of course, this young man will be called in to kick in that door. The man became, the man became his own meme. And so we have a major, major situation here where if you hate the memes, then you will become the memes. And so we continue our meme wars tour tonight. We continue it with Turning Point USA. We are very, very excited to keep doing this. This kind of violence is only going to encourage us to keep going out and to keep reaching people with memes and humor and laughter. We continued the speech last night, even after this guy destroyed our projector. So uh, actually, it was a projector of the University of Iowa. So I guess it's just wanton violence and uh, uh, and vandalism. And of course, we've seen plenty of that over the last couple of years uh, from this movement. And so we do have to ask, I mean, and, and beg the question here, which side is extreme? I don't know of a single Democrat that would have a problem on a campus like I had last night. In fact, I don't know a single communist who could uh, go to a any campus in America, uh, you could be an avowed Marxist, go to any campus in America uh, and have somebody attack your presentation, smash it so that you couldn't continue speaking. Go after actually your First Amendment right, which is really what was going on there. It was the First Amendment right that was that was that was gone after there in, in this event last night. We cover a lot of data on this show. So when was the last time you heard us talk about a number that reached absolute zero? Well, a few times. There are absolutely zero functional brain cells inside of Joe Biden's head. There is 0% chance of us voting for a Democrat in November, and there's 0% chance that Hillary Clinton will become president. Financially, in our lifetime, we have seen numbers reach absolute zero, and it's been terrifying. In the last recession, stocks like Washington Mutual, Lehman Brothers, and Chrysler reached absolute zero in value overnight. Could it happen again? Of course it could. And if it did, would you be protected? This is why we invest in gold. Gold has never been at absolute zero in value ever in world history. In fact, gold value is rising like a hockey stick. That's why the savviest Americans, like me, diversify their savings to protect them from downturns in the market, from global instability, and from a falling, collapsing dollar. 
Birch Gold Group helps me invest in gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account, and they can help you. Text Benny to 989898, and you can convert your old 401k or IRA into a precious metals-backed IRA right now. Do it. It's the smart move, and we got two more years of Joe Biden, so what can you do, man? Text Benny to 989898 to invest in something of real value with my friends at Birch Gold. That's what happened. That's what they're upset about. Free speech. That's what the problem was last night. And so let's just call it what it was. These people are communists. They don't like our freedoms in this country. They hate it when Turning Point USA goes to campuses. Tommy Lahren went to a campus at New Mexico University, and she was mobbed when she tried to speak to a Turning Point chapter uh, at the University of New Mexico. This was last Thursday. It resulted in the state police being called to the scene. Laren criticized the university for not caring about the danger she and her and her audience were placed in by a mob. The mob came after her. Laren had this to say, never mind me. You don't have your tuition paying students that were in that room to listen to a speaker and they were in danger. We are all in danger, she said in a video she filmed after the event. The woke mob of protesters can be heard chanting, shut it down and F Turning Point USA in the clip. Check it out. A harrowing situation last night at the University of New Mexico where a violent mob tried to shut down our frequent guest and friend on the couch, Tommy Laren. Watch as they try to storm the doors at the auditorium where she was speaking. <laughs> Tommy, along with her dad and several members of the Turning Point USA campus chapter, had to barricade themselves in a kitchen for nearly an hour while campus police called in reinforcements from the local and state police. Okay, so here we go, ladies and gentlemen. We have a situation here where if you were to flip this on its head and if a bunch of MAGA kids wearing MAGA hats were to storm into the uh, speech of, uh, you know, Don Lemon, I don't know, who like who, uh, who would be on campus? Like, who would make you so angry? What lib would make you so angry? Joe Biden goes and talks on campuses day and night and uh, nobody even shows up. Like the protesters don't even bother to show up. The people lining the streets are all chanting, let's go, Brandon. Like the protesters don't, like nobody even shows up to Joe Biden. What, like what speaker would conservatives have the energy or the care to even come in and protest? It's really, really depressing. And it's really embarrassing for this movement that this is all they have to do. These people are deeply miserable. They're deeply unhinged. They're mentally unwell. And it's proven time and time again in story after story after story. But we want to play, uh, in conclusion for the first story here, we want to play the reason why we think this is accelerating and not decelerating. This man, Joe Biden, he ran on this sort of consensus, bring the country together, like have everyone be uh, you know, united again. I'm going to be the great healer. I'm going to bridge all divides. And he's done the exact opposite. In fact, he's done the thing that the communists, the Marxists, and the totalitarians always do every single time they get into power. They demonize their opposition. Now, we've told you about Joseph Stalin, the kulaks, right? Like, this is classic. 
This is the classic kulakization of America. And what that means is they turn their political opponents into uh, deplorables, into the enemies of the state. And you're starting to see that with, of course, the super state being turned on our movement and these structures of federal law enforcement being used uh, uh, illegally and egregiously against Republicans just because they're Republicans. And you see this in Biden's rhetoric. This man is an old, feeble, venal liar. He's only ever known. He's never been someone who's united. He's only ever known division. He's a sick, warped individual. He is as warped as his fake teeth and his fake brainstem with his fake hair plugs attached to it. Joe Biden has always been a man who has used division in order to fuel his own predations for power. You may recall that Joe Biden told a majority minority group of, uh, of, of voters, uh, I think it was in West Virginia in 2012, uh, that Republicans would put them back in chains. Joe Biden has always done this. And so when Joe Biden calls the MAGA movement an extremist movement, we think that it is the grossest and, and most unpresidential rhetoric in American history. You remember this. Watch. Too much of what's happening in our country today is not normal. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. MAGA forces are determined to take this country backwards, backwards to an America where there is no right to choose, no right to privacy, no right to contraception, no right to marry who you love. They promote authoritarian leaders and they fan the flames of political violence. Well, all right, there you go. They, they support authoritarian leaders. They fan the flames of political violence, Joe Biden says, about our movement. Now, I would ask you a rhetorical question, but of course you can't answer in the affirmative because it's never happened. When was the last time that somebody who is a conservative Somebody who's at, you know is actually a right wing or a law abiding gun owner or an NRA member like went and behaved violently, rioted, murdered, killed, attacked. When, like we really we really mean that. We're not talking about the trespassing, okay? We're not talking about about granny trespassing with selfies. We're talking about uh, the people who are actually hunted down in the street for their political opinions. Have you ever heard of that? Well, we have a story breaking today of this happening, and it's happening echoing Joe Biden's own rhetoric. Here from the state of North Dakota, of all things, man charged with the with killing of teen, echoing Biden's Republican extremism rhetoric to justify his act. A man with was charged with fatally hitting and running over a North Dakota teen, justified the act by echoing the same extremism rhetoric a President Joe Biden wielded against Republicans during his most recent address. Uh, Shannon Brandt, 41, mowed down an 18-year-old early Sunday morning over what he claimed was a political argument over whether the teen was part of the Republican extremism group. The language strongly resembles the description used by Biden in the last few weeks to describe Trump MAGA Republicans. In that speech, Biden claimed that Republicans had blind loyalty to a single leader and willingness to engage in political violence even though none of that has ever been proven. In fact, the opposite has been proven time and time again. His mother confirmed that she did and told Ellington uh, she was on his way to pick him up 
In a second call, Ellington told his mom Brant was chasing him. So the North Dakota Highway State Patrol, so they were at a, a, like a party together. They got into a political argument. And then the uh, uh, North Dakota Highway State Patrol has this to say, um, that Brant was the one who called 911 to report the crash around 2.30 a.m. on Sunday. Didn't stop Brant from abandoning the scene before the officers arrived. Brant, of course, is the uh, presumed leftist Joe Biden supporter who committed murder in cold blood of somebody who he expected, who he assumed was a Republican. This clip is disgusting. Watch the breaking news on, 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 on this political murder by the left. Watch. But we're learning of what appears to be a politically motivated murder in North Dakota. And it's not a semi-fascist Republican who may have blood on his hands. This is 41-year-old Shannon Brandt. He's charged with vehicular homicide after he chased down and ran over an 18-year-old with his SUV early Sunday morning. That teenager's name is Kaylor Ellingson, and a GoFundMe page has been started to financially support his family in their time of need. But this was no ordinary hit and run. Brand admits to killing Ellingson over a political dispute that allegedly occurred during a local street dance. According to court documents, Brandt told a dispatcher that he killed the teenager because he was, quote, part of a Republican extremist group, and he was afraid they were coming to get him. Court documents paint a different story, though. They say Ellingson called his mom twice while Brandt was chasing him down. And by the time his poor mother arrived at the scene to pick him up, it was too late. This is literally uh, somebody murdering a teenager, a grown-ass man murdering, just like there was a grown-ass man who came after our presentation last night. Thankfully, nobody was hurt. Somebody could have been hurt. He behaved violently. This is a grown-ass man behaving violently and then using his truck at 2.30 a.m. to murder a teenager who was attempting to flee the scene, according to the uh, 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 North Dakota Highway State Patrol. How is this happening in North Dakota? How broken are these people? Here's Ellingson's image on screen. We don't know what to say, man. Like, rest in, rest in peace. This is sick. This young man was allegedly a patriot. He had, he had great friends, family. Everyone liked him, based on what we've read. This story is breaking this morning. It's hitting our news feeds this morning. It's extremely dark. It's extremely sick, these people. And you don't think that this rhetoric... Uh, uh, if you don't think that this rhetoric has deep and profound abiding consequences to the mentally unstable and to the leftist movement, you are wrong. There is a family right now in North Dakota that just lost their 18-year-old son because of Joe Biden's rhetoric. He talked about being fearful, the murderer, talked about being fearful of Republican extremism. 41-year-old suspected killer, Shannon Brandt, who admitted hitting the sixth, the 18-year-old with his car over the teen's conservative views. This guy was released on a $50,000 bond. Brandt has been charged with vehicular homicide and leaving the scene of a deadly accident. So this is in cold blood. He knew what he was doing. He didn't try and administer aid. He was trying to murder this kid. And he succeeded. With the help of Joe Biden. 
and Joe Biden's rhetoric and his dehumanizing rhetoric. Now, why isn't this the biggest story in America? Now, some people have written up what happened to me last night. This is far more dangerous story. They are, they are both violence, but this young man lost his life. This is extremely dangerous. The, the, like it is, it, it, Joe Biden is putting a target on the backs of conservatives with his rhetoric for his venal and pathetic attempts to stay and keep power. That is the only purpose of all of it. Joe Biden has a dark, blackened soul. Man, God, truly, God help Joe Biden. This young man lost his life because of Joe Biden's rhetoric. And now this man has been released on bail, on a bond. These are evil times. These are evil times. Keep your head on a swivel. Keep your Bible close. Go to church. Pray. Hold your children. And remember that this doesn't end by appeasing this darkness, the darkness, like this is a spiritual battle. And we've been covering this a lot, but this is a spiritual battle. You know, if, you ha- if you're not aware yet, like there's a spiritual component to what's happening. This is darkness versus light. And you can go back and through and you can read the gospels and you can really see like, this is darkness versus light. These are the same forces that have been at play forever in human history. These are the forces of evil. Satan is not particularly creative. He always uses the same power structures, the same evil people inside of those structures to try and hurt and harm, destroy and defeat. Like a, a movement that wants to live free and a movement that wants to be able to uh, freely worship and want to be able to enjoy the bounty uh, of this incredible earth that has been provided to us by God. God gave us dominion over it. There has always been the same forces at play. And the only way to defeat them is not by appeasing them and by saying, here, have what you want, you, you have to be meaner than evil, to paraphrase Yellowstone, the show Yellowstone. You have to be meaner than evil. You have to confront these things head on. You have to defeat them. We have to win a war. We have to win a culture war. You know, it's called a culture war for a reason. It's not called the culture retreat or the culture detente. It's called the culture war. So you have to be able to f- win battles and Right now, we haven't had a lot of battles that, that we've been winning, but we are winning a few. The shipping of the migrants to Martha's Vineyard, that's a big battle to be won. Uh, this has obviously flipped the narrative on the, uh, the, the left's head. Uh, there's a lot of battles for school boards and what's happening in our public education right now. And of course, there's the Roe v. Wade battle, the cultural battle that was won in the Supreme Court just this summer. And we shouldn't forget that. Maybe for the first time in my lifetime, conservatives are beginning to fight again and beginning to fight the culture war battles that we need in order to keep this country, in order to just save this place at all, in order to make it a place that anyone would want to live in. But a lot of people aren't able to live in this country freely. There has been an incredible increase, of course, and you've been seeing it and we've been tracking it on the show in violence from the left. Steve Bannon, a friend of the show, and I'm going on War Room in, um, in the next hour. Steve Bannon, a friend of the show, has been swatted multiple times along with Marjorie Taylor Greene and Tim Pool. But all of them, like just varying levels of creator, Congresswoman, Tim Pool, it's not even a, not even a Republican, not even a, I don't know, like what, what is Tim Pool? You have to ask him, but he certainly doesn't identify as a, as a MAGA Republican, but he's, they've all been swatted. They're trying to attempt murder. They're calling in, like in order to get the SWAT team to bust in to their homes where they live 
and to, to, to hopefully kill them. That's what's happening right now. Because during a swatting, the leftists, they call in like, a, hey, we got an armed hostage here. And then the police come tear through the door and in all the melee, maybe somebody gets hurt. Maybe see Bannon or MTG or Tim Pool get hurt. This has been going on like a lot. It's like Tim Pool's been swatted like 20 times. Steve Bannon too and MTG. Steve Bannon went beast mode on his show about it. Watch. You ask MTG, I just we just got swatted again during this show. I want to ask, as many times as she gets swatted and they try to assassinate her, is she gonna back off one inch from taking the fight to Joe Biden? So, so Marjorie, yeah, so um, listen, Steve, Steve, uh, we'll be praying. Steve, we're going to be praying for you. I yeah. just heard no, you guys no, 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 pray for our enemies. We don't need prayers. No, we need no, our enemies off. need prayer. I'm not backing off a single inch. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, say, say, say that again. Hey, so the question, Steve, was, are you going to back off because of this? Marjorie, your message to America. Hell no, I'm not backing off, and neither is Steve Bannon. We're going to keep fighting. We don't care how many fake swatting calls we get. You're not going to take us out. You're not going. You're not going to kill us. We're going to keep coming for you. So Marjorie Taylor Greene is there saying that this is not going. This is not going to stop her as she barnstorms America, and she's speaking all across the country. She just did a tour with Matt Gates. Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's been on this show, and she is a close ally of Trump. Armed police, heavily armed police, were called to her Georgia home. Far from being a prank, the arrival of heavily armed police primed for a violent confrontation uh, can be used as a form of harassment and sometimes end in fatal shootings. Uh, the calls are very specific, and the calls are att are attempting to trigger police to use deadly force, Steve Bannon said on his radio show On the Road, visiting swing district states ahead of November's midterm elections. Bannon claims come as Biden has taken tougher lines on political opponents, calling them extremists, including, but not limited to, Tim Pool, who's not even a MAGA Republican. Tim Pool getting swatted, like, it seems like every single night. Tim Pool, ha who, like, is, I don't know, what like, a centrist, right? Like, a centrist at best. Like, that's what Tim Pool is. I think he describes himself as a liberal or a leftist, but he likes Donald Trump and he likes populist policies. But what do I know, man? Like, like, I'm just saying that he is someone who doesn't toe the line of the Marxists who are in charge. And so Tim, they're trying to kill Tim Pool too. Watch. For every fire they put we out. We have to evacuate the building. You better right. believe that uh, you see a lot more fires. You guys, I love you. I think <laughs> we're just going to leave the, the keep the live stream going, but we have to evacuate the building. All right. All right. We'll be right. So from the, the top. stream will just stay up as it is. Please stay tuned. And we'll just please keep watching in it's case something real. happens, but we have to evacuate the building. You have the live room break. Go to TommyOpen.com. We're going we're gonna to grab something to drink. <laughs> we're being told we need to evacuate the building. So keep keep watching. Keep the stream up. And uh, can you do the wide shot? Yeah. All right. Maybe, maybe you'll get to watch something happen. So that's Tim Pool having to evacuate his own show. We do a show from my house. Tim Pool does a show from his house. Tim Pool lives in West Virginia. And this would be the same thing that we would have to do. We would have to evacuate if armed police showed up at the house in order to clear the house. This is them shutting down Tim Pool's show. It's a lot more dangerous than what happened to me last night, but they were trying to shut down my free speech. This is the tactic of the left. And it's evil. It's just the banality of evil. Now, you may have heard our the, the, the story from North Dakota and say that that sounds familiar. A leftist literally stalking a Trump supporter and a Republican and then murdering them. And the reason why it sounds familiar is because it actually happened in Portland. In Portland, 
This was in 2020, you may recall. An Antifa supporter uh, who eventually was killed by federal authorities posted on social media in 2020 that he expected there to be casualties during clashes between left and right-wing groups in Portland. In early August 2020, the 48-year-old unemployed snowboard instructor asked his son to sell him a gun because he was getting tired of this S-word. We try not to swear on the show if we can help it. His name's Michael Forrest Reinel, and weeks later, he waited in an alcove of a parking lot in downtown Portland. This is all on film. We can't play you the film. I think it would break a number of rules on the, the sites on which we stream. But you've seen it probably on Fox News or Newsmax. Uh, this man just exits the parking lot and then kills Aaron J. Danielson, a supporter of the conservative group Patriot Prayer. The district attorney for Portland charged Reinhold with second-degree murder and Danielson's deaths, according to records. Video recorded by a freelance journalist shows the man believed to be Reinhold shooting Danielson after the caravan of Trump supporters drove through downtown Portland. Danielson died of a gunshot wound. Police affidavit raises the possibility that Reinhold was tracking Danielson before the shooting. So according to the Portland detectives, short circuits cameras identified Reinhold as he was standing there waiting to ambush. This is premeditation. This is a big thing when it comes to charging murder. When it comes to law in this country, premeditation. He was standing and waiting. He was stalking and getting ready to murder in cold blood with murder, like with the intention of murder, a Trump supporter. How many more times does this have to happen in this country? Now, I know of no one on the right who speaks in a manner. We, we're very careful on this show, like what we say and how we say it. Like we talk about metaphors. We talk about defeating at the ballot boxes and we talk about being peaceful. But Joe Biden doesn't parse those words at all. The left doesn't parse those words at all. It's the dehumanization. This is what happens when you dehumanize and dehumanize and dehumanize and dehumanize. Dehumanization is a tactic from these people. It is an ancient tactic. It is an old tactic. It is an evil tactic. And we have to know what we're facing. You can't win. You can't fight a war unless you know who your enemy is. You cannot. And what we are facing is people who want to dehumanize 50% of the country. And this is the results. These are the ending, this is the end results. What is the uh, uh, worst crime to happen in the history of Congress? What's the worst thing to ever happen to Congress? Well, of course, if you're a normie and if you just sit and consume corporate press all day, you'd, maybe you'd say January 6th, maybe. But of course, you'd be wrong. The worst attack on Congress ever and God help us if there's anything like this in the future, but the worst attack on Congress ever, without question, is the shooting of the Republican. It always goes one way, right? Violent leftists attacking Republicans. The shooting of a Republican baseball practice. This was in 2017. James T. Hodgkinson is the man's name. He was a Bernie Sanders supporter, strongly anti-Trump. He walked up to a baseball field where Republicans were practicing baseball. They, they, they do this every single, um, for charity, they, the Democrats and the Republicans play a baseball game against each other, right? This man drove from Illinois to the practice fields there in Northern Virginia suburbs. And he said, are you guys Republicans? And then he opened fire, shooting a bunch of them, nearly murdering Steve Scalise. It was only save Steve Scalise's secret service who was there and armed. 
and they were able to take the man out, thank God. But Steve Scalise was the only guy, he's currently the House Majority Whip. Steve Scalise, the only guy who, and he was the whip at the time, therefore he was granted uh, Secret Service detail. Uh, he was the only guy who was armed. Based on CNN's review, this I'm reading to you from CNN, based on CNN's review of Hodgkinson's Facebook profiles, public records, and three years of uh, impassioned letters to his local newspaper, Hodgkinson was a Democrat, a deep supporter of Bernie Sanders, and vehemently anti-Trump. Trump is a traitor. Trump has destroyed our democracy. It's time to destroy Trump and company, he posted on his personal Facebook page before opening fire on Republicans. Republicans are the Taliban of the USA, he posted. This is James Hodgkinson posting this. Now, James Hodgkinson was killed after his attempted mass murder. He was able to, he, he, he was able to succeed in, in, in firing shots and shooting multiple Republicans. James Hodgkinson. Now, of course, we don't have time on the show to, to go through the thousands of violent acts that have occurred over the last two years, even two or four years, thousands and thousands and thousands of leftist violent acts. The BLM Antifa riots alone killed dozens of people. David Dorn is somebody who comes to mind. See, cop in St. Louis who was trying to stop eluding. They murdered him. This is a sick movement. And this movement is a cult. It is a death cult. That is why they have abortion as a holy sacrament inside their death cult. And it's why they often use this type of rhetoric to dehumanize us. Dehumanization is the purpose of the cult. They don't believe in God. They don't believe in humanity. And they do not believe in your human rights to exist. It is a death cult by its very nature. It's what we're up against. And so we can make fun of the guy who kicked over uh, the projector last night and we try and keep a, you know, stiff upper lip and not have a chip on our shoulder. But th this is essentially th the strain of the same disease, different strains of the same disease, dehumanization. It's what they want. They are secularists. They are humanists. They are globalists. They don't believe in your rights. They don't believe in your right to exist. It's a sick, sick disease a mental illness. And it's time, ladies and gentlemen, that we are awake to what we're fighting. But we will win. We know that we have the victory. We comfort ourselves with the scriptures and with this community. And we encourage you, if you're in the Tennessee area, to come out and see me. I'll be in Nashville and in Knoxville tomorrow, giving speeches on college campuses. We love all of you. We care about you. And that's because we have the same priorities you do. God, family, country. We were born free men and women. We're going to stay that way. We're going to stay that way, the way our ancestors did. We're going to have to fight for it. We want to defeat these people at the ballot box. We want to make sure that they have no political power to affect our lives. They are a death cult, and we are a movement of life. And we, so we hope and wish you a wonderful life, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, which is your birthright in this country. We hope that you um, say a prayer for the family of the young teen murdered in North Dakota and keep your head on a swivel and know what we're up against. That's the first step, first step in taking back this country. God bless all of you. Stay free. Let's go save America. My name is Benny Johnson. This is The Benny Show.